How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast, and let's continue our conversation about cannabis. Today, we will be talking about the science of marijuana, and essentially, we'll be talking about the, the more popular compounds that people consume from the cannabis plant, the ways people consume the product, and um, the different the different strains and the different effects that it can have on you, and then... Um, exactly how is all of this kind of entering your body so i'm i'm doing like a ton of summarization in this podcast essentially uh i will be going into more detail if you were to just reach out to me uh and i'm going to try to do a little bit more detail and and uh when i have my guest on my podcast um so essentially let's talk about the plant first so within the plant, there's two out of 120 different cannabinoids that we're pretty sure of in the, in the cannabis plant. But of the, of the 120 different ones, there's two that we're very, very familiar with, and that's THC and CBD. All of this is an ongoing science, and the reason why we haven't really learned everything about the cannabis plant is because essentially, if you listen to my podcast from yesterday, the the legalities of doing research on cannabis is just, it's technically illegal for universities and people to get funding for researching the cannabis because it's a schedule one drug and a schedule one drug, the DA, the DEA has pretty much and the government's labeled it as a super, a, a, like a drug that's highly capable of abuse and has no medical benefits whatsoever to society that are known of. And honestly, um, it's just, it's such a farce that it's on that level of restriction. And that's why a lot of people are really trying to fight for, um, you know, to get it removed off the schedule, you know, the schedule system itself. And the main reason, so more and more universities and more and more funding can go towards like public funding can go towards the research for cannabis. But of those 120 cannabinoids, we're, f- we're familiar with the two more popular ones, which is THC and CBD. There are tons that a lot more people that are more qualified than me know about, but I'm just going to talk about those two. Um, CBD is essentially the one that uh, most people have heard of. It's the one that's uh, completely legal. Uh, the reason why is because essentially you can gather CBD from both the hemp plant or the cannabis flower or cannabis plant. And for something to be considered hemp, it has to have 0.3% THC or less. And a majority of the rest of it is technically like CB derivatives. Um, and then THC strictly comes from the cannabis plant. And then there's different canna- or like cannabis plant derivatives I'm going to go into. And that's cannabis indica, cannabis sativas, and then hybrids. And hybrids are just a crossbreed between sativas and indicas. And there are a ton in each category and every single day there's more and more experimentation and growing and, and people are coming out with different flowers and strains of, of these three categories. But, and I'll be going into kind of what the differences are between the three of those, but let's go back to CBD and THC. So with CBD, essentially uh, CBD is most known for its, it's medicinal purposes and helping um, helping target different parts of it, it, it really binds to your body very weakly but its benefits are are I mean again these are 
not really founded upon with with a lot of science. But essentially, CBD, I think of the two, is actually probably a little bit harder to define exactly what it does for people. But essentially, it helps with um, like regulating certain pain uh, uh, neurotransmitters and, and things of that nature. So essentially people that deal with a lot of like different specific pains, but the reason why CBD is so complicated to talk about because it, it just essentially it is because really the majority of the benefits that you get from CBD don't really work out unless you also have THC with the product as well. And I know that's like, you'll hear that from a lot of people and you're like, well, I mean, that's probably just your argument for getting people high and no, it's not that. It's just that CBD binds so much stronger if there's THC in your system as well. The more the flower that you're consuming, instead of like using like different parts, the better it is. Like the better the, the medicinal purposes are for you. But CBD is super unregulated. Um, I would honestly recommend for you to, if you're using CBD, to only get your CBD from dispensaries. Uh, because it's legal and anyone could technically make their own CBD product, there's a lot of like fake stuff that is circulating in the market, especially if you get your CBD stuff from like anywhere but a dispensary because most dispensaries are very regulated and all the stuff that's going through there is probably coming or not probably more than likely coming from a cannabis plant. Whereas like stuff that you see like on store shelves or like in a, a supplement store, though, none of those things in there are FDA regulated and especially a cannabis product. So you honestly don't even know what you're consuming. THC is more associated, and that's something that more people that are like mediocre, intermediate, or advanced level of knowledge in, in cannabis probably know more of than any other part of the cannabis plant. And that's just because um, most people that have been consuming cannabis have been probably chasing the effects that THC has been giving them throughout the course of time. And then we're starting to learn of the other components because THC is the thing that you feel the most from the flower because it gives you that high feeling. It gives you that um, euphoric effect. And depending on the type of strain that you consume, it really dictates the type of high that you're going to be getting as well. And then what THC stands for, it stands for, uh, I'm going to butcher this. I always, I'm going to do it from memory. Uh, tetra... It's tetrahydrocannabinol, I think it is, or cannabinoid. I think it's tetra. I'm going to look it up real quick. Okay, sorry. I had it right the first time. It's tetrahydrocannabinol uh, is what THC stands for. Um, and essentially, that's what gives people the high effect. The way you consume a cannabis product, essentially, there's a multitude of different ways to consume cannabis, especially nowadays with just the way that it's become more popular and more and more people are using it. A lot more people are getting creative with the ways that you can consume it. And honestly, just think of any way you can consume food. And that's pretty much just to make it very like to simplify it. Any way you can consume food, that's pretty much the different ways you can consume cannabis. Uh, I don't think the only way I haven't heard of consuming cannabis yet is like injecting it, which I don't think anyone would really recommend. Um, Injection and snorting, I think, are the only two ways you probably can't consume. But you can smoke it, you can vape it, you can, and um, you can eat it. You can, and then the ways you can eat it are like gummies, cooking in your food, 
uh, oils, butters. I mean, just you name it, honestly, like the oils and butters allow you to pretty much oil just in general allows you to mix it pretty much with anything and cook it, cook anything with the oil. Um, smoking it, it's probably going to give you the most out of the flour. Um, but again, smoking, I talked about this yesterday in my podcast where I'm not a big fan of smoking in general because I think all the negative health effects that you can get from cannabis are going to come from smoking or ingesting it through like some kind of uh, inhaling aspect of it, like vaping or smoking. Because I don't, uh, obviously, our lungs were just never developed to just be constantly filtering anything but just regular air and maybe like dust and whatever out there that's out there. Um, the best way to consume it, I, I think a lot of health fanatics would probably say is just to, to eat it, to ingest it. Um, and then obviously like if you can get like, it's very costly to do that because essentially you have to drain a lot of oil from tons of flour and all that oil essentially can only manufacture like so much things that you can eat. So that's why it's just a lot more expensive to, to consume it via eating it. Um, what else? Remember guys, this is a very simplified, uh, aspect of, of all of this is all there's, thousands and thousands of pages of all of this stuff that I'm just trying to simplify into like a 15, 20 minute podcast. So you'll have to excuse my summarization of all of this, how all of this, all of these components really, uh, um, really affect you. Like how THC and CBD and all of that really affects you. is really something that I didn't know about until I got into the industry, but it's like very interesting, but essentially in the, in the early nineties, people that were doing research on THC, Realize that within our bodies, there is a complex a complex cell, seg, uh, cell signaling system. So our cells like communicate with each other via different means. Like through, uh, majority of the way is like through protein and the release of proteins. But there's a specific system within our body, and it's it, because of the fact that we learned about it from the cannabis from the cannabis flower. It, it had a name derivative from that. And so it's called the endocannabinoid system or the ECS. And essentially, we still don't know exactly how the endocannabinoid system works. We just know that THC and cannabis products affect this system in our body. But you don't need to consume cannabis because it's like I said, it's a, a system that exists in your body one way or the other. It's just that cannabis affects it. And the way that cannabis affects it and the flower does and how your endocannabinoid system is affected by the flower is that uh, we know that there's certain roles that it, that are regulated by the endocannabinoid system. And these things are obviously the things that are also affected by consumption of cannabis. And those are your sleep, mood, appetite, your memory, and your reproductive abilities as well and your fertility. And so essentially because the endocannabinoid system works towards those different things, and the, or those different functions in your body, when you consume cannabis, it especially THC, it targets a lot of those things. So the why, the reason why cancer patients, for instance, take a lot of THC is because they need to, uh, when they go through chemotherapy, they have no appetite. They have a loss of appetite. And so, and then especially their mood as well, just be go, going through something traumatic like that. And so THC allows them to, you know, increase their appetite, give them more of a positive mood, um, 
there are people out there that are, are insomniacs that need help with sleeping and THC, especially mixed with CBD because CBD helps kind of um, exemplify the effects of THC can help people really, even some of the, the most worst insomniacs. Like I've met people that would tell me if it wasn't for cannabis, they nothing worked for them. Like even like the hardest pharmaceutical drugs that you can get. I don't even know. I forget the names of them, but um those drugs wouldn't even work for them. So essentially they have to they have to consume high, high levels of THC. And you can't die from from like high levels of consumption. Like all it's gonna do is just make you feel very groggy. Like if you're over consuming cannabis, is there parts of people that can have like a negative effect from it? Of course. Like for instance, I brought it up yesterday and my wife, I, I regret my first time giving, getting her into cannabis. She had a horrible experience with it because I just didn't regulate the way I was get the amount I was giving her. And so she had just a, it just, it did wonders towards like um, anxiety. And if you're an anxious person, you really need to, to look at the different types of strains and like, for instance, this is a, a perfect segue. So I was talking about the strains of cannabis. And so there's indica, sativa, and hybrids. When you go shopping for cannabis, um, essentially, you're going to want to know about these three strains. This is all with asterisks. Everything in the cannabis industry, it's got asterisks all over it. Like, it's still an ongoing research, ongoing learning about it. And uh, some things just already ex- uh, like have exceptions to the rules. But in in theory... The indica plant, um, like the the plant itself, is tends to be a little bit shorter. The leaves are a little bit wider, and and the bud or the flower of the the plant itself tends to be a little bit heavier. And essentially, uh, the reason why people would consume indica plant is because they're looking for something that's more of a relaxing um, experience. They're looking for something that's going to mellow them out. And so, when you think of indicas. Uh, people associate indica highs more as a body high. So I'll tell you the difference between a body and a head high in a second, but essentially these, this body high allows people to kind of have more of a euphoric, um, effect. It's really hard to describe without you ever having a sensation of a body high, but it it definitely helps with, with, um, sleep. If you're over, uh, over, active person and you need to slow down if you're someone that has a lot of anxiety right because you have a lot of things going through your mind and you need to slow down a little bit this is like the perfect strain of of cannabis most like again there's asterisks to everything but uh, most of the time you're going to be consuming indica sativa on the other hand is different the the flower tends to grow taller the leaves tend to be a little bit longer and they're thinner the plant is not as as heavy and Sativas are more associated with head highs. And so uh, the best way I describe head highs to people are uh, you'll know you're, you're going through a head high when like you start to become like very elaborative on ideas. Like the people that talk about like, dude, have you ever wondered like, are we in reality or like, what is this? Like, do you think like we were programmed or whatever? Like that kind of like if someone starts to get into that and like starts to get into like deep conversations they're they're probably getting into some like pretty hardcore head highs. Um, sativas are horrible for the category of people I talked about when it came to indicas. Like if you, especially if you're an anxious person, 
it is bad because you tend to not want to have things that allow you to kind of delve further into your mind. So if you're if you're an anxious individual, you tend to want to stay away from sativas. Again, there's a lot of asterisks to it, um, especially depending on the way you consume your your flour and how you ingest it. Really, also affects how what kind of high you're going to be getting if you're smoking it versus if you're eating it and ingesting it because the way it enters your bloodstream is completely different. When you smoke it, it goes through your lungs and it gets filtered through your lungs and it goes through your bloodstream that way. Whereas when you consume cannabis in any way, if it goes through your your stomach, it's going to go through your liver and your liver is going to digest it. And then um, your intestinal tract is going to be digesting it as well. So the highs that you get from them really can be affected by the way you ingest it. And then essentially hybrids are like the the asterisk of asterisks because essentially you're crossbreeding a, a sativa with an indica. And so sometimes hybrids can actually give you better effects towards the things that you're looking for than compared to just getting a sativa or a indica. Or sometimes it just mellows out the two effects and you can get a very mellow kind of high. But in essence, it's hard to go and talk about hybrids as like descriptive as a sativa or an indica because it's very unique in each category because essentially the the grower is going to be mixing qualities of two different plants and depending on you know what plants they are and and the the different ways that those plants affect people really dictates or sometimes it doesn't even dictate it's just it's so random with hybrids but some of my some of my favorite highs come from hybrids i tend to enjoy sativas i love head highs I don't mind uh, being elaborative. I love like thinking about things. I hate being slowed down. Indicas tend to like make me sleepy and I don't, I don't need help with sleep. I'm like a hardcore sleeper. Like (laughs) once I'm out, I'm out. You can't wake me up. So I don't need help with that. Um, And I want something that kind of keeps me going, gives me like an energetic form of high and allows me to kind of just be more like elaborative on ideas. So I'd love sativas, but hybrids uh, give me some like the, it's like a mixture of effect where I can kind of mellow out in certain experiences, but then still be elaborative and still have the traditional head highs that I want, which is cool. So like if I'm out, like, I don't know, at the beach or I'm just at a really cool setting, like out in the woods or something like that. And I just kind of want to chill out and just like enjoy the scene. I'll take a hybrid, but then like a hybrid that is leaning more towards a sativa. So I can like talk more in detail about like what I'm seeing and like how, how appreciative uh, I am of my environment. Um, and what else am I missing? And again, yeah, all of this is just super summarized. Um, CBD, remember just some fun facts. What I would always recommend to anyone that's interested about getting into cannabis or has questions about this, do not ask your friend. Don't ask, like, I, I didn't know anything about cannabis. And so, like, the way I could, the way I consumed weed and the way I was introduced to it pretty much was, like, I would go to a dealer and I, or I would get it from a friend. I wouldn't ask questions. I would just be like, is this going to get me high? Yeah, okay, cool. And I would just smoke it to get high, and that's it. So weed was just weed to me. Like, I didn't understand, like, the, the science and the, the differences. And most people think that way, and they think of cannabis, like, that way. But it's just like in, in, in fine wines. You can find a wine that you hate and right, like you can go and go to a store and buy different wines, the cheap wines, um, and you won't find something that you like. But if you go to a wine connoisseur 
and you tell them like, hey, this is kind of like the type of drunk I want or like the, the type of, I don't know, alcohol effect I want for myself, like what would be a good drink to drink? They would probably point you away from a wine. They'd probably point you towards like, maybe you need like a spirit. Maybe you need like a beer. Maybe you just don't need a drink, you know? And so you need to really find an expert and an expert is someone that's truly knows what they're talking about. And generally the best way to find people like that are people that work in dispensaries. Um, I love picking the brains of bud tenders and those are the people that work in dispensaries and like sell the actual weed to people. Uh, but anyone honestly that works in the dispensary knows a ton about cannabis. Are they all experts in everything? No, generally like with, with most people, they have a favorite thing. Like for instance, for me, like sativas and hybrids. So like I can tell you a lot about that category, but you asked me about an Indicas and I'm not going to know anything diddly squat about it. I just know I don't want to do it or use it. Um, it's the same thing for butt tenders. They have a, like a favoritism, but they tend to have more general knowledge just because they, they have to, because they deal with random assortment of clientele all the time. And so they have to be able to assign and people are coming in here for medicinal purposes. So they need to be guided towards something that's going to help them with the issues that they have. So honestly, if you're afraid of cannabis and you're afraid of its effects that it can have on you, I would honestly recommend going to a butt tender Starting off very easy, they'll recommend like a product that has a super high CBD content and low THC content. Like if you're looking for the euphoric high, it's something with a high CBD ratio to THC ratio because essentially that's how it works when you buy a cannabis product. There's ratios and everything and the ratio is always between THC and CBD. And so like let's say you get a one-to-one, that means for every one milligram of THC, there's one milligram of CBD. Um, That's going to give you like the most like like the most balanced but like like increased like effect on your on you like the, the the cannabis product can have on you and then or like when it comes to psychedelics and then the higher the CBD ratio becomes to the THC so let's say um you can find like 2 to 1s 5 to 1s 10 to 1 so that means like 2 milligrams of CBD to every 1 milligram of THC the higher the CBD ratio is, the more the THC is like mellowed out or like really weakened. And so I would honestly recommend anyone that's getting into that wants to entertain the psychedelic effect, but is afraid of how they're going to, their body's going to react to it. Start honestly with a five to one or 10 to one. You'll barely feel that the euphoric effects whatsoever. And then I would work your way towards like the, the bigger stuff. And don't do dabs. <laughs> Don't ever do dabs. Like if you're not familiar with cannabis consumption, I would not recommend doing a dab. You won't even know how to do a dab in the first place anyways, because it requires a lot of technology just to get into that. Um, but the best ways that I would recommend to consume it are just the traditional way, smoking it um, or just ingesting it in general. Ingestion a lot of people are afraid to ingest weed because they've always heard like these horrible stories like, oh, I ate a brownie from a friend and I've been knocked out for like 10 hours or like a whole day. And yeah, that can happen, but that can happen just like in any means of consuming cannabis. And remember, I was telling you that you have to um, drain a lot of oil from the cannabis plants to, to be able to cook it into a food product. And so essentially, if someone doesn't know what they're doing and they're cooking a ton of oil into this into this food, you're going to be consuming a lot of THC and you're going to have a bad, bad experience with it. Whereas if you go to a dispensary, 
where it's super regulated, you can find like edibles that are like super weak. And, and honestly, I would recommend people in general just to, to do edibles because it's like, it's super regulated. And so you can find like super weak edibles that really just entertain the highs, but just don't do anything for you. And then eventually when you build a tolerance to it, you'll start to work towards like a higher, a higher THC content product. But I'm hoping you guys got, um, enough information for me. Again, this is all summarized, but I'm hoping that when I have my guest on that we have two different viewpoints on like what we enjoy, the type of weed that we, that we consume. And so you guys can hear us talk about like the different parts of cannabis and things that we've learned. And the, and the guest I'm going to have is going to be clearly a bigger expert than I am because I'm only talking at this, like from a, just a year of actually learning about cannabis, not just consuming it. Um, but it's fascinating. Honestly, if you know exactly what you're looking for and you go to an expert, they can exactly tell you the, the type of flower and, and everything that you should be consuming. And so you like go in and you get the type of high that you need. And I recommend to anyone to always do that, do that approach versus just going to your dealer. Are you going to pay a little bit more? You are because you're going to be paying taxes, but it's just, it's such a better experience just in general. But anyways, thank you guys for listening to this podcast and I will catch you guys all manana. Peace.